Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. It's 106 here today, and tomorrow is the first day of summer. It looks like we may have jumped the gun a little bit, wouldn't you say so? <laughs> On the self-improvement blog today, there are a couple of articles about honesty. You, know, you want to read those. You'll find our guest picture and her bio, and a video about the on- honesty experiment, which we're going to talk about today. There's also a video I got from Kira Newman's YouTube page, uh, one that she did about the honesty experiment and the other one that's just plain fun. I put it on too because I just loved it. So, you know, watch the one as the cows get their very own concert. I think you'll smile, definitely at least smile. There's been a lot in the news lately about truth and about trust. The questions are repeated over and over on the news and talk shows. Can we really trust our politicians? Can we trust our government? Can we trust the president? Who can we trust? Um, Those are all really good questions. Can we trust ourselves is the big question, actually. Now, did you ever watch the TV series Lie to Me with Tim Roth? No, he was a person who could just detect the slightest little indication of a lie, and he solved crimes because he could detect that. Of course, he always got the criminals. He always knew when they lied, and it could have been just a little raise of the eyebrow or some gesture of a hand that tipped them off. I found that fascinating when they explained the behavioral clues that gave the criminal away, and you know, I decided that I really can't do that. But it was a very interesting show. On the flip side, there was a comedy starring Jim Carrey called Liar Liar. Really funny show. His son made a birthday wish that his dad couldn't lie for one whole day. And Jim Carrey, who was used to stretching the truth blurted out the absolute truth no matter how embarrassing it was. If you haven't seen the show, please do watch it. Telling the truth is a part of being honest. Not all of it, but part of being honest. But my question is, is honesty like beauty in the eye of the beholder? We all want people to be honest with us. 
At least we say we want them to. But we really don't want them telling us our hair looks like it was combed with an egg beater or that we've obviously gained more than a few pounds. No, we don't want that kind of honesty. Of course, the big question again is, are we honest with ourselves? And today, we're going to talk about honesty and about the honesty experiment. Kira Newman is the founder of the Honesty Experiment. It's a 30-day challenge where people commit to being honest with themselves and with others. She's also a senior writer and editor for Tech Cocktail, a media and events company for tech startups and entrepreneurs. She's been published in the Huffington Post and Social Media Monthly. She's currently living in Europe and loves spending time in Parisian cafes, but I just learned she's moved to London. How about those Parisian cafes? It is such a pleasure for me to introduce to you Kira Newman. Kira, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you so much. And what happened to the Parisian cafes now that you're just in London? I I don't know. I mean, I love spending time there. I may have to go back pretty soon. Yeah, I loved them too. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Kira Newman? Sure. I mean, you did a wonderful job, actually, of explaining who I am. I'm a writer, a journalist, and I've been writing about tech startups for about two years. And I just recently got into um, the honesty space and blogging about honesty and and holding this honesty experiment. We're on our third month right now. Well, I want to hear all about it. I want to hear a little more about Tech Cocktail, though. Uh, What kind of startups do you cover? What I mean, that's a broad field. So what do you look at specifically? Sure. So um, our company was founded in 2006, and since then we've been trying to give some exposure to pretty early stage startups. So, you know, within their first few years, they come to our events and they get a booth and they showcase in front of, you know, an audience of people and they get to make connections and and meet people. And um, we're just trying to highlight some of the local startup scenes around the country. Sounds kind of fun. What kind of businesses come? Uh, I mean, they're in technology. That's our focus. So a lot of different apps, you know, iPhone apps, Android okay. apps, and things like that. Yeah, you must have an app for that app. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we've reached the point where apps are going to about be having apps of their own. Oh, <laughs> let's talk about the honesty experiment. Tell us a little bit first about why. Why you started it? What drove you to do this? Sure. So I've actually done a few what you might call life experiments before. So a year or two years ago, I was going through sort of a rough time and I decided that I would take one month and do one new thing every day and see how that made me feel. So I went to new restaurants, I met new people, you know, I tried new things and it was really challenging. There were some days where I got to the evening and I hadn't done anything new and I sort of had to scramble to find something new, but <laughs> it was it was great. So um, that was one thing. And then earlier this year, I, I decided that, you know, there were some goals that I had that I wasn't quite pursuing. So I did one month where every day I did one self-improving thing, which is very broad. Lovely. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So some days I would... Um, 
you know, write a blog post or, you know, read some nonfiction or follow up with, you know, a person I would, I had met at a networking event. And again, it was, it was a great experience and it kind of got me working toward some goals that I kind of put on the back burner or, or didn't devote as much energy to as I, as I wanted. And then you came to the honesty experiment. Did, exactly. did something happen that made you interested in this or did you just, did, it, was it just an observation that, you know, sometimes people fudged a little or a lot or it, sometimes it was easier to, you know, kind of smooth things out a little with not quite all the truth or whatever. You know, what is it that you saw going on that made you want to do this? Because, you know, a lot of we're all involved sometimes in saying things that just make people feel better, whether or not they're true. Sure, sure. So I think it mostly stemmed from my personal experience. Um, I was raised to be quite honest and straightforward uh, by my father. And um, so I found actually in, in some of my relationships that it's so refreshing to kind of have this context of honesty. So I know that I'm going to be honest with the person. I don't have to hide my thoughts or my feelings. And I also know that the person is going to be honest with me. So it just eliminates a lot of this worrying and second guessing that happens. So I don't have to worry, you know, do they think I'm annoying? Or, you know, am I being boring? Are they, are they bored? Do they want to leave? Um, what else? You know, do they disapprove of something I've done, but they're not telling me? All these thoughts that we we have often about other people's thoughts um, can sort of be eliminated if you if you create this relationship of honesty. And I just I felt so strongly that it would make lives our lives so much easier, you know, and also happier. Oh, I totally agree with you. Uh, how let, let's talk about what honesty means to you. If you had to give me a definition of honesty, how would you describe it? Sure. I would just say very simply that honesty is recognizing reality and not pretending that reality is something different than it is. Say that again. Sure. So recognizing, acknowledging reality, not faking reality or denying reality. So for example, um, if you, you know, if you apply for a job and you exaggerate your qualifications on a resume, that's denying reality or that's that's faking reality and you'll find that when this you know when you do this because it's reality you it always has different effects so say you get the job but maybe you're worried about whether they'll ever find out that you lied or whether you're good enough for the job and whether you might get fired and all these sort of things happen down the line because of the lie yeah it always makes you nervous the problem i see here is that we all see reality differently. How do you deal with that? You know, my version of reality, my version even of what I see, if the two of us see the same incident at the same time, I'm going to come away with a different story than you do. How do you account for that? That's a good question. Um, can you Do you have a specific example in mind? Oh, I remember when I was in college. Oh, that's a very long time ago, too. Um, mm. we, we had, in the psychology classes and other classes, we had to view certain incidents. Something happened, and then you saw how each person interpreted it. Let's say we both witnessed a car accident, 
and we're witnesses in court. My story of what happened may be completely different from yours because we saw it from different perspectives. Um, our mindsets were different when we saw it. You know, what was going on for me was different than what was going on for you. Uh, where the, the time I noticed the accident may have been different than the time you saw the accident. Maybe somebody in that accident was a friend of mine and I didn't want them to be in trouble. And, and so, you know, my interpretation of it was much kinder to them than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Or, um, well, you know, for every incident there would be different nuances. Sure. I mean, I think... Obviously, the actual, you know, the reality is that we're fallible. We're not perfect or all-knowing beings. So. Oh, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, all you can do is is your best. You can, you know, relate the events as you experience them, and also, you know, as you said, talking about you're being kinder to your friend or interpreting it, or you have a bit of a bias toward your friend. That would be something that calls for self-reflection when you're thinking about what happened. You could also ask yourself you know, wait a moment, am I, is this really what happened or is this what I wanted to see because I don't want my friend to be responsible? So that's another level of, um, you know, being honest with yourself and examining your own thoughts. Yeah, there's a, a, you know, honesty is one of these sometimes nebulous concepts Mm. that's a little hard to grab a hold of. And, you know, I think we all struggle with it to some extent. I want to talk about the experiment and how you structured it, how you found the people who took part in it. But it's time to go to break. We'll we'll do that when we when we come back from break. This is Irene Conlon saying, stay tuned. We're going to talk more about the honesty experiment when we come back. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. 
When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Kira Newman, the author of The Honesty Experiment. Kira, you, you got the idea of doing The Honesty Experiment. You've done several things with yourself, which I think are are really powerful projects that you did with yourself. Now you're getting other people to do something like an honesty experiment. How did you go about designing this? Did did you raise questions? Did you design activities? What did you go about? How did you decide what it is you wanted them to do? So it was actually one night I was lying in bed and thinking about this project and suddenly the idea struck me of doing an experiment like this and, you know, sort of modeled on my my past kind of life experiments. And I started talking to some friends about it and getting some feedback and one of the things that was suggested was to give people some structure. So every day I send the participants a, a tip and it's just a very small thing they can do to be more honest that day. So it might be, um, you know, posting something honest on Facebook or giving a piece of constructive criticism to one of their colleagues or, you know, asking themselves a bunch of questions to, to learn more about themselves. So do I have any bad habits or, you know, what things do I want to improve about myself? Um, so I send that to them every day and it's sort of optional. They don't have to do it, but I think it helps people you know, stay on track so they don't feel overwhelmed by having to be completely honest about everything for the full day. And at the end of every week, people submit a questionnaire, their answers to a questionnaire about how the week went and what was difficult and how they've changed. And so they kind of keep track of that over the month and see how far they've come. And does it last for one month and and then you start with new people? Or, you know, how many people did you did you ha- how many people did you start with? So I started with ten people, and you know, as any uh, aspiring entrepreneur, I sort of emailed everyone I knew and told them about this project. <laughs> yes, I know that one. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, you know, uh, surprisingly, people were very excited, and I, I quickly found the people to do the first month. And after that, 
Uh, we've had about 10 people every month, so that's about 30 people in total. And it's spread past the people I know by now. I'm getting people, a bunch of people from Europe, actually. And there's one girl from Indonesia who did the experiment last month. Um, so it's it's great to see, you know, interest for the project. Now, let's say let's say I'm in your project. And today, you know, what did you send them today? What did you All send right. them? Let me take a look. So I sent them a tip um, in the morning, you know, around 9 a.m. And today's tip was, let's see. Today's tip was what goals have you put on the back burner? Or ask yourself what goals have you put on the back burner? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It kind of hits in procrastination, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Ah. Yeah, and actually there was a, a blogger on Psychology Today who who thought this would be really great for procrastinators. And we've had a few people who our procrastinators who, who did the experiment specifically for that reason. That's, that's really interesting. So now I have my tip for the day, and I'm supposed to look at the things that I've put back that I just really have never quite gotten around to, but I say I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I need to pull one of those out and take a look at it and maybe do something with it. Is mm-hmm. that, it, would that be what I should do with that? Yep, I mean it's this is the the second half of the month is basically focused on honesty with yourself. So it's all these sorts of questions that will make you think and reflect. Ah, why and, haven't I done it? Do I really want to do it? Is you know what are my excuses telling me? <laughs> it's time to go to break. This is Irene Conlon saying, stay tuned. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We had a little technical glitch. We were talking with our guest, Kira Newman, about her honesty experiment. And as I understand it, Kira, the second half you deal mainly with honesty with yourself. What do you deal with in the first half of the month? So the first half is honesty with other people. And the tips are around talking to your friends and family about um, you know, being honest with your friends and family. And then also just in general, you know, when you engage with people online or at work and things like that. And, you know, how in the, in the beginning, how do people react to this? Are they really in sync with it in the beginning or do they sort of warm up to it as you go along? That's a good question. So even though these people are a self-selected group of, you know, people who are interested in being more honest, I think a lot of people are definitely a bit nervous in the beginning. They're, you know, they wonder how other people will react or whether the, their friends will, you know, won't want to speak to them anymore or they'll be upset. <laughs> um, they don't have to tell somebody their hair looks like it was done with an head beater. They don't have to be that honest, do they? <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, no. Um so, but I actually think a lot of people have said that they're surprised at how easy it is or, or at the positive reactions they get. You know, they're worried when they talk to someone, but actually, you know, the conversation goes really well and the person appreciates their honesty. Do you, ha- do you have them tell other people, look, I'm doing this honesty experiment? Hmm. Do, do they reveal this or do they finesse their way through, you know, so they... Yeah. They have a conversation that's to them, uh, ab- you know, as honest as they can make it. You know, I think it's up to the person. We don't really give them instructions on that. I know a couple of people have mentioned that, you know, they tell their friends that they're doing this and their friends kind of uh, exploit that a bit and say, hey, you have to tell me this because you're doing an honesty experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do these jeans make me look bigger? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should never wear those. I can see that it could get you into some trouble. What have what's the feedback been to you on an individual basis? Wow, I didn't know that I misrepresented the truth so much or you know, do you get comments like that? There have been a few people like that. Um I think that I've actually been really thrilled at how how serious people have taken this and they they've gone in really interesting places with with the experiment. So um, you know, for example, we had one woman who, you know, during the self-honesty portion, she did a whole brainstorming session with her her team at work. She works, you know, she does like a consultancy and they kind of decided to rebrand a bit and she clarified some of her career goals and signed up for some continuing education classes. So she had this whole big kind of you know, revelation planning session that was, that was spurred by being the experiment. And I never expected something, something so huge. So I was really pleased to hear that. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Do you have more men than women or more women than men? Or is it fairly balanced? Definitely more women than men. Um, The first month, I think we had one, one man doing it. And since then we've had a few more, but um, I don't know if women are, are, are naturally more reflective or what, but it seems to be more females. I think we may be a little more open to doing things like this. Mm. Um, our our nature is a little different. We we're not quite dare I say ego driven. Mm. You know, I, I think men are really 
a little nervous about self-revelation. I'm sure that they're not any less honest, but I think they have a harder time verbalizing some of their feelings, some of their reactions. I don't know. Uh, Everybody has their take on that. So at the end of the first month, you you did it for 30 days with 10 people, Mm -hmm. and you've repeated it now twice. You're on your third one, I believe you told me. Mm -hmm. At the end of the first one, you know, what made you decide you wanted to keep doing it? Did you have people who wanted to do it, or did you say, hey, that was fun, I want to do that again, or I think we can do better this time, or, you know, what motivated you to do it again? Sure. So for the first month, I actually participated myself. So I followed all the tips and I answered all the questions and I kind of got the full experience. Um, And I think I just realized that, you know, how much you could learn from it and how it's very repeatable, you know, so I give people the same tips every month. Um, You know, they send in their responses. And I guess I just see it as spreading, you know, spreading the message as far as I can, if I can help a few more people, you know, be honest and have the have have one great conversation with a friend during the month or one you know breakthrough at work that's really great did (laughs) i just lost my question (laughs) (laughs) see how honest i'm being i just it just went right out there you go uh when (laughs) yeah when you designed the questions you know did you have anything specific that you wanted to accomplish or did you just throw those out did you just you know write some questions down that you thought they'd like to work with did you find that some of the questions didn't work that you needed to rewrite the questions you know did you have to do any revisions well the first month for example um the boston marathon bombings happened and i just yeah it was it's horrible and i just personally um, you know, did some thinking myself about what is my, you know, how do I feel about this? What emotion am I experiencing? And I realized that it would be a good exercise for the people in the experiment as well. So that day I sort of scrapped the the question that I had and I, I asked them to reflect on, you know, how it made them feel, you know, because I think you can feel fear or anger or sadness or different emotions. Not at or all of those. Yeah, sure. So that was one one example. But I just, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a journalist, so I, I'm, it's part of my job to come up with questions. So that part was just fairly simple thinking about, you know, what are some important questions that people could ask themselves and maybe the ones that we tend to, to not ask ourselves and we tend to put off. Yeah, we don't want to deal with the hard questions. Have you seen a difference in the group and the way they handle the questions? Was the second group pretty much like the first and the third was pretty much like the first two? Or have there been some significant differences? I think uh, my first group was wonderful. They were very engaged. They all, I think all of them actually went through the whole month and they answered all the questions. They they participated and they, they seemed to have quite positive experiences in the end. Um, the second two months, I think, have been a little bit more challenging for for the group. I'm not sure why exactly, but some people... Um, you know, for example, the girl from Indonesia, she, she talked a lot about Asian culture and how 
that it doesn't really encourage, you know, very straight honesty with your parents and your family. And she had some difficulties sort of because of her culture, you know, for that reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. Are most of the people who are doing this, uh, are they young or do you have some older ones, middle-aged people? Do you even know their ages? Uh, yeah, I know. Matter? I mean, it doesn't matter, but I think it could be helpful to anyone. But we've definitely had... Um, we had a, uh, an older woman in the fresh group, and she was she was kind of aware of being being the odd one out. But since then, we've had some um, older men and women in both groups, and um, you know, people who maybe are going through a tough patch in their life, and they want to use this to help them deal with it. How many do they ever interact with each other? Because you said she felt like the odd one out. Do they interact with each other? Do you ever get them together on Skype or you know on a group conference call? No, and that's we haven't done that so far. Um, I think that's something that that I might want to incorporate in the future. If there's some forum where everyone can can discuss some of their experiences, because I'd love to see people helping each other and offering tips, and maybe even some past participants advising the new ones about what to do. Mm, interesting. Has anybody had a really negative experience while they've been doing this? Hmm. I think there have been a few people who have had negative uh, experience, you know, individual negative experiences during the month. I don't think anyone had an overall negative experience, but, you know, we had one uh, one girl who I think she had, oh, oh she sent a text to her ex-boyfriend, I believe, and she was trying to be honest with him about something, <laughs> and, and his response was hurtful and wasn't very nice. So that that was sort of a negative experience for her. Um, well, it certainly let her know where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it was very helpful after she got over the pain. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's good to know. That's kind of my, my feeling that ignorance is, is not bliss because you always kind of think about it, wonder about it. Now, what, what did you learn from this? What have you learned from this so far about yourself and about honesty in general? Mm. I think one thing that I learned was it's not easy for everyone. Um, I, as I mentioned, you know, I was sort of raised to be quite honest, but, um, for some people it's, it doesn't come as naturally. And, um, I think, you know, for example, I would I would have conversations with some of my friends about, you know, the questions that I that I've been thinking about, you know, asking myself if I have bad habits or what I want to improve about myself. And a few of them were a little uncomfortable, you know, because they weren't sure what they would find if they asked themselves these questions. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not easy to be honest, but and especially then, with yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's it's. That's the hard part, definitely. Um, but I think another another thing was that when when you're honest with yourself, it's easier to be honest with other people, which is fairly fairly obvious. But when you when you're aware of things about yourself, you can communicate them better to others. Now, I I knew somebody once who I've never heard anybody lie as much, and you knew they were lying, mm. and they would lie when the truth would actually have served them much, much better. Mm. And I would say, why did you say that? And they would say, I don't know. Mm. You know, they just didn't, they just 
said, I guess, the first thing that came to their mind. Which brings me the question, when do people learn to lie? I'm like you. I was brought up to tell the truth. And if my mother found out I lied to her, oh, my goodness. You know, mm-hmm. we just didn't do it. It wasn't something you did in my family growing up and since then i've met a lot of people who find it easier to lie than tell the truth where do they learn this that's a great question um i i interviewed a psychologist named dr kang lee about this because i was wondering you know when at what age do we start lying and he's done many many experiments with young young children to see when lying emerges and it's fascinating it's actually at age Right before age three, children start to lie a bit or deceive at least. So um, some of the things he's observed was they will they will flatter people. So if, if you have some paintings in the room and you ask the children, is this a good painting? They'll give a different response if the artist is standing right next to them and listening because they, they want to be nice to that person. And it's so young. It's very young. Isn't it interesting? And, and, and is this because they've been scolded because they didn't please or they didn't tell somebody what the person wanted to hear? You know, have these children been punished for telling the truth? Um, what's going on with that? Yeah, so Dr. Lee proposed two answers to the question. One was that they... Right, just as you said, they their behavior is sort of being reinforced. The lying is sort of been, being reinforced. So, you know, say they their grandmother gave them a gift, and the grandmother said, "Oh, do you like the gift?" And the child said, "No, I don't like the gift." And the grandmother was sad, and that's a negative, you know, a negative reinforcement. It teaches and the, the mom kids. probably said, "Don't say a thing like <laughs> yes. that to your grandmother. How can you do that?" And when they got home, he probably got a little lecture about. Being yes. nice exactly. instead of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what we do to yeah. children. Um, well, and then we teach them that there's Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> and um, how do these kind of teachings? You know, I can remember when I learned there was no Santa Claus. I just thought that was the awfulest thing I'd ever heard that <laughs> I'd been led to believe that for my whole life. Yes. And the, I didn't mind the tooth fairy because I got the money. Mm. If you can believe it, uh, my father did not believe in lying to us about Santa Claus, so I never believed in Santa Claus. You know, isn't it much lovelier to know that you have a family that loves you and wants to remember that sometime of year and give you lovely things <laughs> if you have to do that? <laughs> I think it serves the purpose just as well. Mm. But we, we we teach children to lie with some of the things we say. Or they listen to us when we're on the phone and, and dad tells mom, tell, the, tell them I'm not here. Exactly. And the children's standing right there saying, what's with this? He's standing right there. You yep. know, my kids probably would have said, but mama, he's standing right there. <laughs> if we didn't do that because they would definitely pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was the other way that kids <laughs> learn. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you wrote that I read, I think this may be on the website, mm-hmm. what would the world be like if people were more honest? If everybody was honest, what would the world be like? It's hard to imagine, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, th- I think of the political situation today. I, I'm thinking of just what I've heard on the news this week. Mm. You know, how we've been deceived pretty much all the way around by our own people in office. Um, it's really quite frightening to me mm-hmm. to know that we can't believe uh, in the people that we've put in office to represent us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, if one country could trust another country, you know, if if in in my family we could all trust each other, if in my neighborhood we could all trust each other. I mean, we're at a great start already. But then, if in ta- in town we could trust people, if we could trust businesses not to try to rip us off. Mm-hmm. I saw a little thing on the news this morning about. Uh, some women mechanics who wanted to dis- wanted to see if men car repairmen were as honest with women as they were with men customers, hmm. and so they took in a couple of cars. They were both mechanics. They knew exactly what was wrong with the cars and what wasn't wrong with the cars. A man took one car in, a woman took the other car in, and the woman's bill was pretty much double what the man's was and what they told her needed to be repaired was, you know, the list was much longer. And when they finished and she confronted him, he said, uh, the owner said, I didn't know my people were doing this. Well, I'll take a look at it. We'll stop it right now. But I think that's a pretty common thing. You know, we, we can't trust as women, we can't trust some businesses to deal with us the same as they deal with men that they assume knows what's going on with the car. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we trust that our food is pure and able, you know, healthy, and then we find out it's tainted with somebody, with some, not somebody, with, with something. We should be able to trust the manufacturer to give us a good product. We should be able to trust somebody to give us an honest bill for the work they did. We should trust people to pay us after we've done work for them. Yeah, I mean, if you just think about all the mental energy that, that you expend, that we expend on um, on being suspicious, on, on not trusting people, on making sure that people aren't lying to us, on wondering if, you know, our our boyfriend is lying to us or our boss is lying to us about our performance or whether our friends are lying to us. It's just so much, so much unnecessary energy that's spent. And I think if, if people were more honest, um, I mean, some of the things that my participants have said, they've said they feel liberated, they feel light and playful and open. And, um, you know, this is the kind of world I would love to, to live in. And I, and I think you're getting a good thing started. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the honesty experience experiment with Kira Newman. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. 
you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Kira Newman, who designed and conducted the Honesty Experiment, which is an ongoing thing. Um, take a look at it. Kira, tell us how they can find you and the Honesty Experiment on the Internet. Sure. So if you just go to honestyexperiment.com, you'll see we're currently looking for volunteers to participate in July, and it's free, and we'd love to have you there. How many people can you handle in a group? About 10 is what we've been doing so far. So you need 10 new people. Yep. I, I hope that the people listening to this show will um, take a look at that and even volunteer. It sounds like something that brings you a great deal of self-awareness. Mm. Um, I, and I would think that you are finding that to be true, aren't you, Kara? That people mm-hmm. are much more self-aware Definitely, yes. from, from doing this. Mm-hmm. Now, we were talking about what would the world be like if people were honest do you, don't you think that little projects, and I, I don't mean to use the word little in a demeaning way, um, 10 at a time, and if this goes out and out like you know the rings in water when a stone is thrown, you're going to influence a lot of people to tell the truth. You know, if they all influence their immediate uh, family and friends, this could make a huge difference in 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 honesty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where do you see this going where where do you want to take it you know i think one one thing that i'd like to pursue is doing sort of niche or specific honesty experiments so really tailoring the tips toward different groups of people like you know say entrepreneurs which is my specialty or or parents or maybe couples um, so they can, you know, delve even further into their, their relationships. And, and I have to ask you this because you're a journalist. Do you see a book coming down the way? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. It would be a great book. You know, Thank I you. think, I, I think, and even possibly a book that has a workbook with it. Mm, so yeah. people could go through these questions um, and you could have your questions for different groups of people. 
you know, um, you could put in, I, I don't know how, you know, there's, there's things that really need to be addressed. Like, what do you really feel about, um, you know, different, different races? You know, I, I saw a story on the news the other day about um, an African-American teacher who worked in a school and was only giving, given African-American students. And she said, what's going on here? I don't have any white students in my class. And they said, oh, it has nothing to do with you. The parents asked for this. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, right. To me, that's blatant dishonesty um, in, in terms of teaching your children that we're all the same. You know, right. yeah. We're all human beings. And, and we, we shouldn't even – we should be colorblind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I – uh, and it's interesting. My mind went to the uh, honesty experiment. I'm thinking, you know, they really need to do that so they can all examine where they stand in terms of being honest. Those people weren't even aware that they were. Well, I'm sure some of them were aware, mm. but it was a sort of a hidden belief, I think, that they have. What's happening to these children? Was my question. Mm. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of the children had to have been affected by that, and it's always a shock to me to see things like that going on in this age, in this day. I yeah, one of the one of the effects I think of, of doing the experiment is you you start seeing all these different little dishonesties that that happen in society. We have a lot of them. You know, <laughs> we have a lot of little dishonesties. You know, we, what company was it that just, oh, I remember what company it was. They marked all of their, they stopped having sales and they marked all of their products up so they could mark them down to a sale price. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, peeled off the, the price tag to see how it had been marked up and then down right. and then, you know, changed again. And, you know, they got caught in it. They would have been better to say we don't have sales because we want to keep the price affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it, it's always interesting to me to see what people do. What what do you have on your plate for the future with this besides continuing and possibly writing a book? Where do you where do you see it going down long to, long term? Long term. I mean, I think a book is quite is quite long term at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, no, to to be honest, I I'm still learning. It's an experiment, right? So I want to see what the response is, and um, you know, see what new ideas I can learn from people, and um, maybe you know, through the blog, I can and work through ideas, and we can all learn a little bit more about about honesty. Do you ever ask the participants to give you questions they would like to see used? Yes. Uh, in fact, there's a there's a survey at the end, you know, for people to provide feedback to me. And one of the questions is is to ask, you know, what what tips, what what questions would they like me to ask them? And have you incorporated some of those in the in the new group? I haven't done that yet, um, but. Uh, I'm still waiting to get more feedback so I can reevaluate. It's it's the whole thing is just such a huge, huge project. Um, 
it's very brave of you, for one thing, to do this in an age where people sometimes think it's better to lie than tell the truth. I, I don't understand that concept, but many people do. Mm. Um, we We see that. I, I hope that this project, this experiment impacts the lives of many, many people, not just, you know, 10 at a time. I'd love to see this catch on. Uh, Is there a possibility that you're going to get other people to lead another 10 group, 10 people, and they can reach out to another 10? Can you multiply it almost like a multi-level marketing thing? Mm-hmm. No, that's a wonderful idea. Um, and I've also thought about doing meetups uh, and sort of leading little discussion groups where people have really honest conversations. I think that would be great as well. It, it, it's just it's just such a great idea. If you had one thought you wanted to leave our listeners with today, what would that thought be? We're right up to the end of the show. You know, I think since the people listening are probably really interested in self-improvement, I would say, you know, although honesty seems really abstract and maybe really specific, it's the beginning of any self-improvement journey. You have to ask yourself, where am I and where do I want to go and why? I couldn't agree with you more. And many of them even have to start with, who am I? Hmm. Um, It's a great thought. Um, the, to me, the strength of your program, of this experiment and what you're learning, is the, the, the self-awareness. I'm sure that some people have never sat with thoughts like this and had to ponder them and apply them to themselves and figure out where they're coming from and where they're going with it and how being truthful or not being truthful affects not only their own lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Next week's guest is Betsy Otter Thompson. She's been with us before. She's going to dis- to join us to discuss action and reaction. And the question is, what would happen if I, you know, fill in the blank, what would happen if I? Kira, it's been so nice having you on today. I really appreciate what you're doing and that you take your time to be with us. Oh, thank you so much, Irene. Keep in touch. Uh, I encourage the listeners to go to thehonestyexperiment.com. Sign up to be in the next group or the group after that or even to host your own group. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest Kira Newman saying thank you for being with us today. I invite you to come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.